probably the most successful thing that I've ever run is a buyers I'm helping ad. And I, I stopped counting. There was one point in time where it was just weekly when I got with my account manager, she would say, hey, what's going on? And I'm saying, I got another meeting off this ad. I got another meeting off this ad. And so I know I cannot go quantify it now, but I made a list of needs from my buyers. And this was at the height of the seller's market when in, in Blount County, there were 42 listings, okay? This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind the scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the platform marketing strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm here today with Michael Greider from Tennessee. Michael, welcome to the show. Tim, thanks for having me. So Michael is in Blunt County, Tennessee, and we just finished talking about this before we hit record. It's spelled Blount, but it's pronounced Blunt. So I'm going to have to remember to say Blunt County, Tennessee. It's kind of near the Knoxville, Knoxville area, but it's not really Knoxville proper. So Michael got licensed in 2018 was his first year. I think you said you sold about a million dollars of homes in your very first year in 2018. You weren't really yet full-time all in. 2019 was your first year. You kind of really, really went into real estate. You did about $4 million. And then it was in, I, I believe... You can fact check me on this, but I believe it was December of 2019, you decided to start the platform marketing strategy. And so the last couple of years, your business has grown, you know, to, I think nearly 10, 10 million in sales volume. I know when we were chatting earlier, you said that last year you did 32 total transactions and you can directly track 13 of those 32 transactions were directly attributable to the platform marketing campaigns. So on average, over over one a month was directly coming from platform. Yeah, that's right. It's been, I told you this, it's been great for me. I can track the success and I'm about that. You know, I look at numbers, I'm not doing things, they're not working for me and this works for me. Was this the first ever sort of marketing program you ever tried or had you tried Zillow leads before or anything like that? For real estate, this is the only thing I've done. And so one of the big caveats I would tell anybody is, I don't know what else would happen if my money went a different way, but I know that in looking at what happens here, it's working. So the return on my investment is there. I don't know what else is out there. And there'll be like little things that I try here and there, you know, so I've done some mailing and you know, obviously like targeted neighborhoods and audiences and things like that, but none of that's been concerted or consistent. This is my marketing plan. And how much do you typically spend a month, Michael, on, on your ads with platform? Like what's the actual ads budget in a typical month? Yeah. So it's two things. Uh, I've worked with my account manager and we say that $600 is the number where I want to be but it's really closer to like a thousand or 1100 is where we end up. And that's through some things like saying, Hey, with listing tours, I want to promote that further. Or 
if there's ever, you know, like a, a big ad that we put a lot of work into, we'll put a little bit of extra money behind that. So I start at 600, adjust as needed, it averages out to somewhere around 1,000. Okay, cool, cool. What what would you say, Michael, because you've been a platform now for um, all of 2020, 2021, and we're nearing the end of 2022 here, almost 2023. So really, it's been almost three full years, which many agents listening to this podcast, you know, you might not realize that it's incredibly rare for a real estate agent to stick with one marketing program for three years. Most agents, when they try something, you know, whether it's Zillow leads, realtor.com, maybe they're getting leads from Boomtown or they sign up for a curator or Ylopo or whatever, right? Like usually they last six months or maybe they might give it a year and then they quit. So it's, it's pretty rare to stick with something for three years. So clearly you must feel at some kind of deep level, this is, uh, this is working. What, what would you say are the most effective ads that you've run that, that, that make this platform strategy seem to work for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I'll back up to something else you said before I answer it and just say, people stick with things that work. And when you don't see results, that's when you balance. So consistency is key. Um, you know, it's, it's just like this job. If you don't show up and do the work every day, then you'll be one of the whatever percentage of agents it is that, that turns over because you didn't have success. So you'll get out of things what you put into them. Uh, there have been some ads over the years that have been really fantastic. And that's what I love so much about platform is that I'm not a creative guy, right? So I love marketing. I love sales. I've been doing it my whole life, but don't ask me to come up with the content and you guys bring it to me. And then I get to put my touch on it, which I love. That's just enough. Uh, but there've been a couple of things I really liked. And one of the first ones I did was the ducks in a row ad. So, you know, I was out and the way it worked out when I went to record that one, one day, I had my like 11 year old son with me and we were standing on a bridge and the wind was blowing and it's raining. And we worked and worked and worked for him to toss me these little yellow rubber duckies while I got my word dried and tried to focus on catching this while I'm still talking. And it was a fun ad to make, but it was early enough in my platform career that not everyone around me knew what I was doing yet. And I mean, Every agent in town who I know loved that ad and came to me and said, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. I said, no, I'm so brilliant. Uh, I just took full credit. Uh, but, you know, that that was kind of, I guess, like a coming out party for me with this marketing splash in my town. I got you know, a lot of recognition. A lot of people took notice and, and talked about that. It was so informative and that's part of what I like about it. Yes, it was fun. It was visually stimulating. People were going to pay attention to it. But at the same time, it was loaded with value and that's what our ads have to be so if you just have sizzle and no steak then you're going to be lacking something but that had both so for a for a for those listening michael who have no idea what you're talking about when you say the ducks in a row would you mind explaining just what the kind of big picture like idea like what what is the ducks in the row ad oh yeah it's uh it's a great ad it's really geared toward uh buyers the way that i did it and it was to say, listen, so you're thinking about going out and looking for a house. Uh, let's make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. So have you, you know, talked to a lender? Have you figured out, you know, what your budget is? Have you decided on an area that you want to be? Have you got your ducks in a row so that when you go out and find a house you like, you're in a position where you can compete for it and potentially win it? And so it set me up as an expert who was asking the right questions, who 
knew how to steer people, but then who it captures are the folks who maybe you're saying, oh, I don't know that I do have my ducks in a row. Maybe I need to talk to this guy to figure out, you know, what I need to be doing to get myself in a position to go out and buy a house because that's ultimately what I want to do. And then it also would attract people who said, I don't know who to talk to. Uh, what do I do next? And so it's been so long ago now, I couldn't tell you what kind of success came from it, but it was a memorable ad that was fun to do. And I know stimulated quite a bit of conversation. Yeah. And obviously we're using kind of physical rubber ducks in the video to make it visually interesting because everything you just said there, agents say that stuff all the time. Like, Hey, if you have any questions, contact me. Or if you don't have, the, you know, if you don't have your mortgage pre-approval, I can connect you with whatever. So it's not, it's not as if the substance of the ad is anything that other agents haven't said hundreds of times before. But I think that's the mark of a creative ad is that you're taking timeless messages and finding a new creative way to say those things that actually grabs people's, uh, grabs people's attention. And one thing that we talk about a lot internally at platform is that like, you know, yes, it's, it's helpful sometimes to look at the metrics on ads. Like what's the internal view rate or, you know, how long are people watching the video? How many clicks did it get? Um, how many, whatever comments or shares or, you know, all those kind of social media, um, metrics. Right. And that's, that's, that's interesting maybe to compare different videos or different ads to each other, but the most important metric that does not show up in Facebook ads manager or Instagram or YouTube or Google or wherever you're advertising is frankly, how many people in real life told you they saw the video and they thought it was cool or they mentioned, Oh, I loved that post you did the other day, whether it's a photo or video, whatever that to me, especially in the context of being a local business owner, right? Cause as a realtor, you're not a national brand. You're just trying to be famous in your specific community. Right? So frankly, it's almost like who cares what the, like digital marketing metrics are of the video, I would way rather have not very impressive metrics on a video, but have two or three people tell you in real life, oh, I saw that video. That was so great because that's really a lagging indicator that there's probably dozens and dozens of people who thought that that video was awesome, but they just didn't tell you, right? So anytime you have people in real life telling you, oh, I love that post you did. That was so informative or that was so funny or clever or cute or whatever, right? That's always the best possible feedback you can get from an ad. Because if you think about all the other businesses, maybe you follow online, um, especially local businesses, like how many times have you ever complimented them on an ad? Right, it's pretty rare, you know? Yeah. I mean, usually people, there's a lot of noise out there. Things don't stand out. So when you can, and you know, just to circle back, I mean, this was somebody physically throwing yellow rubber duckies at me while I'm talking and walking and then I'm setting them in a row and leaving you with a question, are your ducks in a row? So it, yeah, it definitely grabbed attention. Everybody was talking about it and that's what made it one of my favorites because it did exactly what you said. It got people to come to me and say, Hey, I noticed you. And that's, I think about one of the most important things you can say to a person. Yeah. And that's really what good advertising, good advertising should do, especially in um, an industry like real estate, because we all do the same thing, right? Like every realtor likes to think they're better than other realtors or whatever. You have more designations or certifications or more experience or whatever. But like at the end of the day, realtors do the same thing, right? You advise people, you negotiate contracts, you kind of give the listing strategy or you advise your buyers on neighborhoods or what to offer, you know, all that, like you all essentially do the same thing. And so if your pitch is simply like, oh, I do the same thing as other people, but I do it slightly better. 
like that's not very creative because everyone's going to say that. So finding a way to communicate, I think your market wisdom and your knowledge in a creative way is what gets you to stand out. And that's at the core, you know, the core of what we, of what we teach at a, a platform. So you mentioned this ducks in a row video. Are there any other posts you've ever done, whether it's lead generation or retargeting photos or videos that kind of um, stand out in your mind over the last several years of like, Hey, that, that post seemed to do really well. Cause people were actually, you know, telling me that in real life. So one of the things that I believe about sales and this is all sales is that I can sell what feels real to me, what feels authentic to me. And so those are the kinds of ads that I like. And those are the kinds of messages that I like to share. Probably the most successful thing that I've ever run is a buyers I'm helping ad. And I, I stopped counting. There was one point in time where it was just weekly when I got with my account manager, she would say, hey, what's going on? And I'm saying, I got another meeting off this ad. I got another meeting off this ad. And so, I no, I cannot go quantify it now, but I made a list of needs from my buyers. And this was at the height of the seller's market when in, in Blount County, there were 42 listings, okay? So we were at 700-something real estate agents, 42 listings. In, in the entire county. In the entire listings. county. So, yes, it, it really bottomed out here. Um, and I'm able to say, hey, I'm helping all these people. Here's what they're looking for. And if you're thinking of selling this or if you know someone's thinking of selling this, please give me a call. And that opens so many doors for me. But it worked, I think, because it was real. I told, I listed 10 it just, things. I yeah, it just looked authentic. Yeah, and the picture that went with it was pretty funny. I laid on the ground and held up a help wanted sign and made a face that really expressed exactly how exasperating it was at that point in time to try to help somebody find a house because it was really difficult. But then I told real stories. I mean, these were actual real clients who I was trying to work with. And I just put a list of 10 out there and said, this person is looking for this. This kind of person is looking for this. I said a little something about the individual, a little bit about what they needed. And I told their budget and all those things. And so I had sellers calling me. I had agents with pocket listings calling me. I had other sellers telling me how meaningful it was to see that I was actually spending money to support my buyers and try to find something for them. And so that all went toward, I mean, A, branding me as someone who cares uh, showing that I'm going the extra mile to try to find things, even when there's nothing out there publicly that they could see themselves. And every agent in town who has a digital presence has tried to mimic this. So again, that's another you know sign of success. When people try to copy your strategy, you know that somebody believes it's working. And well, so I've other seen, agents in town are actually almost starting to copy your ads now because they because they see it working. Yeah, that one especially because it's easy, right? Like everybody can make a list of the things that they need for their buyers. Um, you know, not everybody is willing to promote it the way that we do uh, within you know the platform system. And so it's not going to be as effective. But, oh, yeah, I, I've seen that post all over the place because, of course, I'm friends with other agents on social media. I see what they do and I, I see them trying uh, to do what it is that we do. And good luck to them. You know, I wish them the best. I'm flattered. Uh, but as long as I'm continuing to help my people, I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah. And really what that post is again, for people that might be listening where they're like, what are you talking about? This buyers I'm helping at is we, we use all sorts of different photos for this. So uh, depending on where the realtor is and what your market is, you know, 
some people would stand in front of a stop sign because the stop sign is just a visual. It's like, hey, stop scrolling and read this ad type thing. Other people, like you know, you said you held up kind of a cardboard sign, almost like a homeless person that said help wanted. And you just have this like, you know, exasperated look on your face, like, please help me. And the actual ad copy of the ad is I'm I'm working with these five families right now. Um, here's what they're looking for. If anyone can help me out, please let me know. And then underneath that, it kind of gave bullet points of like, you know, the first family is looking for a home that has at least four bedrooms, two and a half baths. They want, you know, master on the main floor or whatever. And their budget is 320,000 or their budget is 450,000 or whatever. Right. And you just listed out five different buyers you were working with. And it essentially the implicit call to action of the ad is like, if you know anyone thinking of selling that might match one of these, please let me know because I already have a buyer for you, you know? And as you said, that both attracts potential listing leads to contact you, but it also attracts buyer leads because they know that, wow, like he's actually going above and beyond to find listings that aren't even on the market to serve his buyers. Because frankly, most agents don't do a whole lot more than what buyers can do on home at Zillow. They just look at what's on the MLS and and then people wonder, oh, why do people why, like why do so many people think that real estate agents are are overpaid in a hot market? That's because, frankly, a lot of what buyers agents do, people can do at home on Zillow. Like if that's all you're doing is just looking what's on the MLS, like you're really not serving your buyer clients the way that you should be. So I think what you did gives perfect proof that, hey, like I do give a higher level of service than than other people. And that's going to attract clients to you. Yeah, if you carve up the pie of all the houses in Blood County, 42 were listed. And that means that thousands upon thousands upon thousands were not. This was my way of reaching the rest of the pie for my buyers. And so, you know, I had people I was working with come to me and say, hey, are, are we number three? Is that, are we who you described as a cool young couple? And I was like, yeah, it was a real stretch. You're not that cool, you know, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yep, was you, yep, you were yep. number three on my list. And then it opened doors for, it's, I got listings from that. And I did off-market deals from that, you know, so there were wins for my clients. There were wins for me that maybe didn't pan out for one of the clients on that list, but did for someone else because I now brought a house to market that was on the fence, maybe going to come, maybe not. And then they found out that there were people who wanted it. And so there they are. So yeah, it was a, a huge win-win. And that's one of my favorite ads because it's so authentic. It was so genuine, genuine. It was just real and it resonated with people. And pulled houses onto the market that weren't coming and got things for people that were looking. So win-win. Yeah. And I think it's important too, just to emphasize that when we, when we say that we're advertising on social media, it's not just about getting comments or likes or shares or like, you know, engagement on social media, but you're actually able to track direct closings where it's like, Hey, I got this listing or I got this buyer specifically because of this post that I did or that post that I did. And that's what makes this platform strategy so valuable is that, yes, you'll probably get a bunch of engagement, you know, random likes and uh, likes and comments and video views on your content. But it's also driving direct business that you can look back. I know you said last year you had 32 closings and 13 of the 32 you can just directly track back to a platform marketing campaign. Um, most people have no sense of the ROI of their social media if it's anything above zero because they're like, I don't know, I just post random stuff and a couple people like it or comment. And, you know, um, they're not really holding it accountable to actually create, to actually create business results. Um, 
I know that uh, in your in your notes, I saw there was like one. There was a lead I think who came from platform that's now referred. Is it five people to you or six people to you or something like that? A lead that came in in twenty. I don't know if it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was the long game with her. So it was. Uh, it's kind of a fun story when you live in a, a smaller area like mine. These things happen. So this lady working with some other agent, I don't even know who bought my father-in-law's house and it was a historic house in a beautiful part of town uh that you could say you know that house on that street people say oh yeah that house so and so she she was not working with you though as the agent correct so she bought that house and then somehow came to me through platform we started a conversation as you can do if you follow up with your leads and it's so long ago now I, i don't remember but at it started with her saying, Hey, I've got a friend who, if you could help them find something in the area, she wants to move near where my family lives. I said, yeah, okay, sure. That turned into nothing. I showed her a bunch of houses. Her friend decided not to move and no big deal. But then flash forward. And this lady who now sees me as her agent, right? Like I've become her agent just from us talking, even though she had one previously. Yeah, again, exactly. Even though when she bought that house, it was not with you. It was with another agent. Exactly. So over time, she comes to see me as her local agent. She knows that I'm in the area. Our kids go to the same schools. We've, you know, got some common interests. And she, I actually had a a personal house, a flip that I did last year uh, that I was trying to decide if I I was going to move into it after I flipped it or if I was going to sell it. And she said, hey, I've got some friends. I feel like it would be pretty good for them. Can can they see it? And I said, sure. So they came in, they bought this house from me. Uh, I sold their house uh, as part of it. So a couple of transactions there. Then earlier this year, this lady bought a, a second home for her family. So it's a cabin up in the mountains. We back up to a, a national park in Blunt County. And so a lot of people have sort of cabins out in the woods near the streams and in the mountains that they go to. She bought one of those. Uh, a couple of months later, she um, referred me to another individual who's selling in her neighborhood. I took both sides of that transaction. So I was going to list it, but ended up selling it to one of my clients instead. So we're already at a handful of transactions there. And then she is selling that house that she bought with another agent. Uh, Right now it's under contract and we'll close on it next month for 875,000. So I told you my average price point is 350. That's 2X that, that's a a great sell. And then she's buying a house over $900,000 in the neighborhood. So two more transactions coming out of it. This all goes back to one person who I never would have known if uh, she didn't come to me through platform. So yes, I can absolutely track things back to this and wouldn't be doing it if I couldn't, you know? So one of the phrases that we use around here is fuzzy ROI. And that made me really uncomfortable whenever (laughs) we got started with this. I've got a master's degree in marketing. I believe that metrics are a big, big part of it. And I was intent on being able to track the success that I had. And I knew that I would, you know, take it to task. And if I didn't see results, then it would have been like one of those other things you described where I'm doing this six, eight months and moving on to something else, but I've got the results. I believe in what I'm doing. I I see the outcomes. And so I'm all in. And, uh, you know, a story that came up recently was that, I was looking at uh, another mode of marketing. There was a company that came to me and honestly, I really liked the business plan uh, and it felt like it would be very complimentary to what I'm doing with platform because it's super non-digital. Uh, so it's, I, I thought, wow, they could really round things out. 
and we went pretty deep with them. We went to a, a, like a hardcore analysis, and then they did this thing that salespeople do that I hate, which is we're going to have a meeting and you're going to make a decision. It will be yes or it will be no, and if it's no, we don't talk again for a couple of years uh, at least, maybe never. And this is your one opportunity. I'm on the phone with these guys for like four hours, like we're really hashing it out, and they finally give me the price. And I knew instantly, like, I can't do this and platform. I can't do it. Just it, it's too much money. It's too much out, outlay. This can't happen. So I said, guys, I need a minute. And so I hit pause on a Zoom meeting. I walked upstairs to where my wife was playing with my son. And I said, OK, babe, this is it. You know, they finally gave me the number. And she said, what do you think about it? I said, I love it. I love everything about it. I think it's amazing. And she said, is it worth it? And I said, probably. I think it is. And she goes, what's the holdup? And I said, I can't do it and platform. I can't afford it. You know, and she said, so I feel like you're really scared of losing platform. I said, absolutely. I cannot imagine someone else in my town having this platform that they're using and me not. And she said, FOMO. I was like, yeah, the FOMO is very, very real. This is not something I'm willing to give up. And I was like, and it's, it's a gamble. Do I think everything they're pitching me would work? Yeah, I really do. But I know that this works. And, you know, that's the, maybe I'm conservative, maybe I'm consistent. I don't know. But I know I'm not crazy because what I'm doing is working. And that's something that I can stick with. So uh, I walked back and got on the phone and said, I can't do it, guys. I would have to give up something that's too important to me. And, and that's not a decision I'm willing to make. Um, so Again, not even a competitor. It, it was just, uh, it would have been competing for dollars and then doing something, I think, you know, really totally different than what we do and was not a leap that I can make. I, I believe in this program and I see the results. And so here we go. So you, you would say that uh, the market exclusivity um, of, of platform is definitely something that's that's a uh, pretty important to you that like you're the only person in your area that that runs these style of campaigns oh yeah yes absolutely so that is a huge value to me um i'm it <laughs> i have got this market and no one has the ability to reach it the way that i do and there's there's no way to in my mind tell me what the value of that is but i know it's dramatic and so is absolutely a value to me. Yeah, it's it's so weird to me, honestly, that other company well, that we're we're really the only marketing company that, you know, works with realtors that does this. I mean, that I know of. I don't know any other company that does that. Um, because the the reason is math, right? They want to have as many agents across the country as possible paying them money every month. And if they do market exclusivity, well, that basically chokes off probably eighty to ninety percent of your um, of your total demand, because even, even right now, probably I, I would say around 80% of people who contact contact platform and are interested in signing up. We just have to tell them, no, Hey, we're so sorry. We already have a client in your area and we only work with one realtor, you know, per market area. So sorry, if it ever opens up, we can let you know, we can put you on a waiting list. That's honestly probably 80% of people who contact us. So I know that if we just took everyone, yeah, we could technically have way more agents signing up, but that's also not the type of business that I want to run where people sign up and they quit six months later or they quit nine months later. And then you just replace them with a bunch of other people where you're playing this volume game, you know, quantity, not, not quality. It's, it's a lot more fun the way we have it set up where, you know, you've been with us for three years. We have clients who have been with us for five years, six years because they see it working 
and they never want to quit. And I just feel like that's the way a marketing company should be. You know, you shouldn't be losing clients every six months because what does that say about the quality of your marketing if people are only willing to only willing to stick around for, you know, six months at a time? Well, it says something about the nature of the company. You know, there's there's value in relationships and a relationship can only go so far if it's not exclusive. You know, that's, I mean, think about the meaningful relationships in your life. A one-sided friendship doesn't work. A, you know, a, a marriage where one partner is committed and the other is not doesn't work. So uh, you have to have some reciprocal loyalty there. And that's, you know, you guys show it on your side and then you can get it from my side. And you know, I think that's how it wins. And just, you know, I said it before, it takes time. There's commitment to the process. There's consistency of showing up every day. And I don't think this is going to get less valuable for me, right? I could see it getting more valuable as my reach within this market just continues to increase and more and more people see my face and hear my name and know that this guy's out there working hard and making waves and it amplifies my effort. And that's exactly what I want. So yeah, don't you ever change Tim, right? Like I'm not going anywhere. You keep doing what you're doing and I'll be the only show in town. How many uh, how many local small businesses have you been able to promote um, in the in the last couple of years? Because one thing that I actually really enjoy uh, with with platform is that we get to use kind of the excuse of hey we're doing marketing for realtors to promote all these like locally owned small businesses across the country, and it's just this this a uh, beautiful win win because. It helps those small businesses, whether it's a small mom and pop diner or an ice cream parlor or it's a coffee shop or a taco truck or whatever, right? You're shining a light on local small businesses in your in your community. But in doing so, it actually benefits your brand as well. Because over time, you start to kind of cultivate this reputation as like, hey, Michael knows everything that's going on in the area. He knows all the random taco trucks or up and coming restaurants that maybe someone you know hadn't even heard of yet. And so you start to earn that reputation as uh, not just being an expert on real estate, but being an expert on the community itself. And I think that's like that, that next level to where people want to work with you as their agent, if they view you as an expert on the community overall versus just being a real estate expert. So I guess my question is like, has that been fun for you? How many small business, you know, uh, a small business owners have you got to meet or how many small businesses have you got to highlight in the last couple of years? Are there any that stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, that number is measured in the dozens, you know, because I'm doing this at least once a month for a market update. And I've been doing this for three years. And that's also, those are some of my favorite ads too, uh, because again, it's coming from a sincere place. It's authentic. Uh, it gives me a great excuse to go eat at places because I love to do that. Uh, and so one of the best ones I had was a place called Bahia Bowls. And, you know, it's like a fresh fruit bowl uh, where you go in. And so it's healthy. It's something that was very different than anything else that we had in town at the time. And, you know, I, I got in there pretty quickly. It, it helps that I loved it. Right. So I went in and tried it out and said, my goodness, this is fantastic. I love this. Brought my family back uh, one Saturday and then just sat there and took a picture of me eating this bowl. And then I came truly from the heart when I wrote up, you know, what this business was about. The owner loved it uh, and she had given me permission. You know, I talked to her in advance. She saw it. She loved it. Uh, she is also a platform lead, right? Like she's 
in the database. She's clicked on some of my stuff. She responds to everything I send out. And we've talked at length about when she sells her house and what it is she's looking for. And yeah, I've become her agent. So it was a win on the real estate side. It was a win because I got to discover a local place. It's a win because I promoted this local business that I do care about. And I'll say this too, my life has changed a little bit from doing that because before, yes, I was committed to my community and want good things for everybody. Uh, but I will actively choose like a local small business over, you know, you mentioned I'm just outside Knoxville, like maybe heading over to Knoxville where there are more options or, or things like that. Now, if I was going out with my friends a few years ago, that's what it would have been like, hey, let's run over to Knoxville. And now I'm saying like, no, this is my community. This is my town. And I know everybody and everybody knows me. And this is where I want to be. So let's go to this local establishment or this local establishment. And I actively behave differently and don't think about it anymore. It's just what it is. If the conversation's coming up of where we're going this weekend, what are we going to do this weekend? It's here. It's my town. It's not to the, the big town next door with more options because just in doing that and getting to know these business owners and getting to know their businesses and in falling in love with them, that this is where I want to be. So I've actually changed from doing it too. And, you know, it wasn't a bad That's thing cool. before, but cool. this is who I am. This is my town. This is my community. It's where I want to be. And they're, Again, it's very reciprocal in nature. Um, I'm investing in them, and that's not about me in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but there's good in that for me. It's almost like you put this out into your town and good stuff is going to flow back to you, and I'm for that. Yeah, and really, really all that it is, this this uh, ad you mentioned, is you you uh, took a photo of yourself at this new restaurant, and it was a photo, not a video. So it's not like you came in with some fancy video crew in this big, uh, this big production, right? It was just... A simple photo you took on your cell phone and then you wrote up a couple paragraphs about why you love this place the story behind it just like really from the heart why i give my authentic endorsement to this restaurant hey everyone here you should go try this place it's new and they need the support go check it out right um one of the one of the secret shortcuts to growing your business with platform that i don't think we talk about enough on the podcast is actually when you do these small business highlights or these market updates uh, it's an opportunity to actually build a relationship with the owner because that's, that's, that's one of the cool things you can do when it's a small local business versus some huge corporate conglomerate is there's a very good chance. If you go in there, you'll get to talk to the owner. They're often there, right? And if you build a relationship with just a couple small business owners in your community as kind of like a second order effect of doing these local small business highlights, small business owners know everyone. They're the most networked people in any community, they know all the other small business owners because they attend, you know, chamber meetings or they attend BNI or, you know, there's all sorts of random small business associations and meetups that, uh, that local entrepreneurs tend to be a part of. And so if you develop a relationship with that person, they often introduce you to their other small business friend who, who knows, maybe they own an insurance agency or they own a car dealership or a CrossFit gym or a dentist or whatever. Right. And in filming these uh, small business highlight videos, what you can really think of it as, hey, this is just an excuse. If I film one a month, it's an excuse to build 12 strategic relationships every year with small business owners in the community. And me doing a video or me doing a photo ad about their small business is kind of just what you see on the surface, like the iceberg. But the real value is underneath the surface is that uh, uh, underneath the surface is you're building 12 relationships a year 
with local small business owners. And that will return so much more business to you in the future in, in, uh, in the form of both getting their, you know, listings and helping them buy a house, like the actual small business owners themselves, but also all the referrals they can send you that will return so much more business than whatever, getting video views or likes or clicks on an ad. That's almost just an excuse to go meet and talk to the small business owner and uh, build, build relationships, you know? And you guys can't see this, but I'm nodding my head vigorously as Tim's talking about that because it's so true. And, uh, you know, I got uh, early on in my time with Platform, had a great chance to kind of get thrown into the fire with that one because we ran an ad called So God Created a Small Business Owner. And it was it was pretty intensive. It was go out and meet, you know, 10 or 12 business owners. And, you know, we ended up creating a collage in an ad that featured each of their businesses. So that was a, a challenge to get out and talk to quite a few folks. Uh, I did that. And one of the places that I felt really strongly I wanted in that video was a local bakery. And it was just so visually appealing, that bakery, because they make these beautiful pies. And so I thought that's going to be really great in the mix to get that one in. And when I got in, it, you know, it, it turns out, I mean, I think I might have known this going in, but the owner is a guy that I went to grade school with. And we hadn't talked in you know 30 years or whatever. And I bet we've talked a hundred times since then. He was so blown away that I wanted to feature his business. And I talked about it so glowingly uh, and so kindly. It's, you know, really become a thing. I was in his bakery about two weeks ago and like one night a month, they cook like real foods, like a whole meal, not just a bakery, not just pies and treats. And so we went in for that. And he grabbed me and said, hey, you know, I'm opening this other business. Will you please come out and shoot one of your videos as soon as it's ready to go? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that happens. That's community. That's two guys running businesses in a small town that are we've created a friendship. And he appreciates me and I appreciate him. And that's awesome. We both that's appreciate awesome. what we bring to the table. And so, um, yeah, and that, that's the kind of thing that can come out of it. So there is some magic that happens. Yeah, the the analogy I often use, you know, if I'm speaking at a conference or a mastermind or something is when someone asks like, so what is what is the big picture strategy? What are we what are we really trying to accomplish with with this platform strategy? You know, of course, you're generating leads and you're building a brand and everything. And those are um, or I should say, but those are really the effects. Right. Um, this is going to be something we actually discuss a lot at this year's mastermind is I think people need to adopt the mental model of getting leads and building a brand are the effects of a cause. But a lot of people think, oh, I'll generate leads as a cause. And then the effect of me generating leads is my business will grow. It's like, eh, maybe that was true 10 years ago when it was easy as just uploading your credit card to Zillow. And then, you know, you get email notifications when leads come in, like you could just buy leads. Right. But I think more and more today as consumers become more sophisticated, they're doing more research. They're looking up which agent they want to work with. Uh, they need to come to you, right? The, like you want leads contacting you like, Hey, I want specifically to work with you, Michael. Um, and if that's going to happen, I think lead generation is the effect of good marketing. Like marketing is the cause lead generation is the effect of that cause. And so what is the cause? Um, what does that cause actually look like? It's promoting your community and being a champion of the community. So you said, you know, this uh, small business owner has almost become a friend and now he's opening another small business 
And he immediately thinks, you know what? I've got to get Michael over here to film one of these videos because these these social media campaigns he does to promote local small businesses work so well. So you're already uh, developing a reputation after only a couple of years as a realtor in your town. So again, to remind everyone listening, Michael hasn't been a realtor here for 10 years or 15 years or something. He's less than five years into his career as being a real estate agent here. And already he owns the reputation of being like a champion of his, of his community. So the analogy I often use at, uh, at, at platform masterminds is think of, think of your local chamber of commerce or your local EDC, like the economic development commission or like whatever your town or County calls it. Almost every town has something like this. Like they're in charge of economic development. Usually it's kind of like a quasi government nonprofit organization. And I hate these organizations. I think they do absolutely nothing. It's basically like an economic circle jerk where they charge businesses money every month. Like they charge monthly or, you know, yearly dues. And then they say, we're promoting the community and they don't really do anything. They just have an annual golf outing. They do fundraisers. They have a couple seminars or luncheons a couple times a year. And I don't see any progress being made. They really typically don't actually bring any new business to town. If they do, they're basically poaching it with just tax breaks, you know, to bring new businesses in. But then if that business gets offered a better tax break from some other county, then they'll go there, right? Because what you win them with is how you're going to lose them someday. So I think what a platform real estate agent should do is become what an economic development commission or become what your local chamber of commerce should have been all along, which is just authentically, enthusiastically, uh, enthusiastically supporting small businesses in your community. And you're not asking for anything in return. You're not charging them monthly dues. Uh, I mean, a lot of small businesses, when you say, hey, I'd love to come you know, film a video and support you, they're often like, what's the catch? How much do I owe you? And they're like skeptical because they think you're trying to like sell them something, right? It's like, no, I honestly just want to support as many of the local restaurants, as many of the local retail stores, any sort of small business here. I want to highlight you guys because I know that in the long run, like the health of the community is the health of the small businesses because no one moves somewhere because they love the franchises that are there, right? You would never move, like pack pack your bags and move your family across the country because it's like, oh yeah, they got a Longhorn Steakhouse and McDonald's and they have two Taco Bells and they have a Costco. It's like, no, yeah, I mean, some of those can be convenient sometimes, I guess, living near a Target or a Walmart or, you know, I don't know. If you love Taco Bell late at night, it's like, cool, but- no one moves or no one plants roots in a community because they love the national chains or the franchises, right? It's really the local restaurants and the local small businesses that give a community uh, its, its sense of community, right? And so you as a realtor have this incredible opportunity. If you, if, if you think about the business model this way, I'm going to constantly promote local small businesses where I live. And I'll ask nothing in return because what'll happen is I'll end up getting paid via real estate commissions of people who want to buy and sell with me because of all that work I did promoting the community. And obviously, because that's kind of indirect, that's why we have this, this phrase fuzzy ROIs over the long term. It's kind of hard to track where the random referrals come from because sometimes your phone rings and you honestly have no idea where that lead came from, but they're like, Hey, I want to, you know, sell my house with you. Or I think I'm about buying a house. And like, you honestly don't know where it come, 
where it came from. Who knows? Maybe they saw one of your small business highlight videos a year ago or 18 months ago, and they've been following you ever since, but they never actually reached out. All I know is that after doing this for 10 years now, I've seen a direct correlation over the long term with the people who create the most local content in their community, their businesses grow the most. Yeah, we uh, there's a, a phrase that gets thrown around my office all the time. I don't exactly know where it, it started, but we're a little boutique firm, about 20-something agents. And my father, so I'm married into a real estate family. My father-in-law was the founder and the president of the company for oh, okay. the longest okay. time. And, um, and so you know, I, I went to work with them whenever I was leaving corporate sales. Uh, but one of the things that it comes up like in every meeting is they say, okay, guys, get out there, just show up and be awesome. And that's what they mean is what we do at, at platform. It's like, go be a part of the community, be out there, uh, let people see that, you know, you're pretty great. And then that was the marketing strategy that started my firm and platform is really a platform to do that. It, it's a chance for me to be more places that I can be and for more people to see me there than possibly I could, you know, see while I'm actually there and, in so doing, it does support the community. That was one of the things you, you really said it, that you know, the health of the community is of core importance to me in operating in this community. And one of the times I saw that most was during the pandemic. So when I was going into these small businesses and saying, hey, I, I want to promote your small business in this way, they were so grateful. Uh, just, I mean, everybody felt that. Uh, and honestly, at least for me, as a real estate agent, I felt it way less than most. I mean, there was a 60 day period where things were kind of iffy. And then after that, we just took off. Uh, and so other businesses didn't have the same experience. And so when we were coming in and, and putting some promotion behind them, they so appreciated that and so loved and valued it. But you're right, you get met with some skepticism because it almost seems too good to be true that somebody is just there to say nice things about you. I was talking to a food truck guy the other day. And I said, Hey, I, I do these things. I, I kind of give these reviews. He goes, Oh no, I don't know. You're, you're a critic. You want to give a review? And I said, no, I mean, like I'm only going to say nice things, man. Like I really want your business to succeed. I'm for you. This, this isn't me coming in to be a, a critic. This is me coming in to tell everybody what a great job you're doing and a little bit of your story. And he said, Oh, Oh, well, that sounds good. And I said, yeah, of course it does sound good. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, people don't get it. And maybe it was a little bit of skepticism, but then they love it after the fact. And it is a way to be really sticky and, and touch a lot of folks and meet a lot of people. And I mean, if you don't want that, then you know, maybe you're in the wrong business. I have uh, two, two quick questions before we wrap up, Michael. Uh, first is, are there any kind of like platform heroes you have or agents that you look up to in the platform where you're like, Hey, I love every video they do, or I kind of follow their page because they, this, you know, this uh, specific person always seems to put out really interesting content. Are there a couple people that you like look up to in the platform community that you just love, love following their content? Yeah, fun story. We were, uh, we were vacationing in Hilton Head Island uh, about a month ago. And I did what I bet everyone listening to this does and, you know, pull up Zillow and look at listings in the place that I'm visiting. Uh, and so, you know, you expect after you do something like that, that you're going to get hit with some Facebook ads of, of local realtors. So I'm driving and my wife, who's also a real estate agent, said she was like, 
oh my gosh, they must have figured out that, you know, we were looking at real estate around here because I got this ad, you know, it looks kind of like one of your videos, really. And I said, who is it? She says, Angela Musgraves. And I was just like, oh yeah, she is the template for all the ads. And I was like, anytime I do an ad, I watch hers first. And so I don't know Angela. I've never talked to Angela. I feel very much like I know Angela. And I don't even know where she is, but we were in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and my wife saw an ad for Angela, and then it, you know, it spurred that that conversation. So, um, again, that to me says the platform's working. It, it knows a target audience out there, and yeah, and like she's fantastic. I, I would be hard pressed to to drop other names. I, I watch things. I, I love that there are people that you know you can count on. If I go on like the the platform side on Facebook and ask a question. You're going to get responses from solid people. Um, I'm trying to remember this other agent's name. I actually referred my sister, right? So this hits really close to home to an agent up in the DC area. I want to say her name's Karen. Karen Hall. Yep. Karen yeah, Hall. Yep. Karen. So, and, you know, we friended each other on Facebook after that. I look at all that she does and marvel at her. And, you know, I'll just say that my sister couldn't say enough nice things. And, you know, my message to Karen, whenever I did that handoff was like, I don't want a referral fee or anything like that. This is my sister. Just take really good care of her, please. And you know, my sister has absolutely raved about it. Like, she's just so fantastic. Can't say enough nice things. So, yeah, I guess those are a, a couple of people that I look up to. And I know there are, are more out there. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, 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 Angela Musgrave is actually an agent all the way up in uh, Boise, Idaho. So the reason you would have been seeing her ad, it would have been a retargeting ad if you've clicked on her page before. So she's all the way up in Idaho. Karen's in a, a Northern Virginia, kind of the DC area. Both of them are absolutely, um, absolutely amazing agents, and they both put out really creative marketing using the platform strategy. Actually, uh, Karen's going to be giving a talk at this year's Platform Mastermind, um, uh, coming up here in about a month um, in uh, in Florida. So uh, we have Karen as one of the keynote speakers this year. Uh, cool. Last question. So I said that was the first question. Last question is if someone's listening to this right now, Michael, and either they're thinking about signing up for platform, but they haven't pulled the trigger yet, or they recently signed up for platform, let's say in the last couple months, um, but they haven't yet seen the results yet. Because obviously, at the time we're recording this, mortgage rates are still escalating. You know, they're somewhere around seven, eight percent right now. And frankly, there's a very good chance by Q1 of next year that they're hitting, hitting 10%. Cause usually there's about a two to four month delay with like the 10 year treasury and how that drives the mortgage market. So I could see rates hitting 10% at some point in 2023, if the fed keeps, keeps hiking rates. So things are slowing down for a lot of agents. You know, their pipelines are, are drying up. A lot of agents are anxious right now, right? They're kind of thinking, Oh, yikes, did, did what worked a year or two ago? Is that going to continue to work in the future? How do I build my pipeline in the midst of all this economic uncertainty? What would you say, based on your last couple of years of experience, um, you know, working a platform? What would you say to keep them encouraged and focused, thinking long term? Because if if you got going with platform in 2020, you've basically only ever known a weird crisis economy because we've been in lockdown, pandemics, all this stuff the entire time you've been working a platform. You've actually really never been with with platform in a somewhat normal year so what would you say to someone who's just kind of feeling anxious right now and they need need some encouragement to think long term yeah it's uh i've never been in real estate in a, in a really normal year so it's it's been 
a, a wild ride, but, and it's a timely question. I actually talked to a guy last week who was thinking about it. And what I said to him was a couple things. I said, one, the way that I got here is that it worked on me, right? So platform marketing worked on me to bring me to platform. And the, you know, the first off, give me a little grace here. It was 2019. We've all learned a lot since then, uh, but I was texting and driving and I shouldn't be, and I'm working on that. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I saw this like ad on Facebook and I want to say I was sitting at a red light and I clicked it and it was for a book, high hanging fruit. I thought, Oh, that sounds clever. And I said it was free. So why not? And before I pull out, you know, from the stoplight, I've already got a text that says, Hey, I just sent you the book to your email. I thought that's cool. And they personally followed up to make sure I got the free book. So, uh, from there, a conversation started and, and here I came. So it worked on me and, you know, I, people who are in sales and marketing are either the easiest people to, to sell a market to or the hardest. I think I'm the hardest. Uh, I think I'm a difficult audience. And I went, man, this works. It, it could work. And I told that story to the guy who was thinking about it. And I said, I'm, I'm sure that what you're wondering is if you can handle the cash outlay. Like, can I handle the cash outlay every month when I've not really budgeted for marketing in the past? And I said, I'm really going to challenge you to not think about it as an outlay. Think about how much more you're going to bring in monthly. And yeah, maybe it's not month one. Maybe it's not month two. But if you stop at the end of the year and look back, I bet you'll see it. Like I would bet on that for you because I'm betting on it for me uh, and for my family. And, you know, I feed a few mouths and that's important to me. And if I didn't think it was going to work and, and, you know, put more money in our pockets than it took out, I wouldn't be doing it. And so that's why I track the numbers and say it does work. So looking at, you know, just kind of the uncertainty in the future, what I'm saying about this industry in general is you know the most fundamental thing in any capitalist economy is supply and demand. And it's been out of whack for a long time and it's still out of whack. There are not enough houses for the people who need houses. So I am betting on that fundamental truth not changing. People are going to continue to need houses. There's going to continue to be a need for this and somebody's got to do it. We've not been replaced by robots yet. I don't think that day is really coming, but it's certainly not here now. So when they zig, we zag, right? So everybody, you know, is going to panic. They can go into their shells if they want to. I am going to double down and I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to bet on a very positive future and I'm going to be better positioned whenever, you know, the time is so that I can't keep up with all that I need to be doing. So and that's what I would tell anybody is just like, hey, I think fundamentally we're in a pretty strong place. And I bet that if you do the things right now that you need to do and you handle your business and you show up every day and you do it with excellence, you do it with consistency, you can position yourself really strongly for whenever the day comes that the phone starts ringing again. If it ever stops, mine hasn't stopped. Um, maybe two months ago, I was looking at pipeline and, and kind of going like, okay, what's going to happen here? Because things are changing. And I know that. Well, I don't know if everybody took a collective breath. And then said, hey, it's still okay. Here we go. But I mean, December is going to be the biggest month of my career. And, oh, wow. Wow. and it's, you know, I don't know when this will air, but it's November right now. And November is going to be a great month. De December is going to be the biggest of my career. And so I'm going to stick with what I'm doing that got me there. All right. Well, you heard it right there from Michael Greider. I thought this, is, this has been a fantastic interview. Thank you, Michael. I think this is actually the first time we've ever spoken to. I think so. Yeah. Um, Cause I think when you joined platform, you talked to Mitch, not me. So I, I, I never even really had a conversation with you up until this point. So super cool to hear your backstory and your perspective on everything, the success 
that you've had. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, everyone will see you on the next episode of the Platform Marketing Show. Remember that the best defense is a good offense.